This is the Garden Cinema Film Talk. We chat with filmmakers, actors, producers and film commentators about the art of film. This week, we welcomed a group of screenwriting and film students from City Lit to watch The Lost Honour of Katharina Bloom, directed by Margareta von Trotter and Volker Schlondorf, based on the book by Heinrich Boll. Bloom, a young woman living in West Germany in the 70s, finds her life falling into ruins after she falls prey to a vicious smear campaign by the police and a ruthless journalist, testing the limits of her sanity. The film is an open critique of media manipulation and demonization and the misuse of state power, a critique which many people find still resonates in the many instances of collusion between the state, the police and the tabloids today. Our students join us in the bar to share their thoughts about the film and its legacy. Thank you very much for joining us for this Garden Cinema post-film discussion on uh, the Monday matinee screenings. Having been to several of the films in the German season, this is definitely one of the more interesting ones for me. Uh, This and Fear Eats the Soul, I think, would be the two that I would particularly give you a view of what German society was like in the 1970s. The, The main issue that's usually brought up with this film is the way it resonates with with current issues around tabloids, uh, around demonisation. Uh, did, did you pick that up? I thought the film was about Twitter. You know, the power of free speech. It comes up at the end in the film, doesn't it? But, you know, huge debates around social media, but particularly around Twitter. Uh, does, what does free speech mean? And, you know, can one person who has so much power decide for everyone so sorry to bring it really up to date but no but that's that, good to see how the echoes of absolutely yeah it, for it me it felt today. so contemporary so contemporary it definitely resonated i mean it was unsubtle in many ways very it kind of made the points it made them fairly heavy but, but it had some humor as well do you find that effective that it was a bit on the nose it, it's oh, probably me. it's not probably more on the nose i think that a film would be now yeah, when you, when you speak about the power of free speech, though, I mean, there is a counterbalance in as much as, I mean, currently here, you could argue that the, the broadcast media are a direct counterbalance to a lot of the uh, popular press. But we didn't get to hear anything from within the film about the broadcast media, did we not, in Germany, unless I missed something no. at the no. time. In no. the no. Was, it, was it the Springer press in the 70s in Germany? I can't. Axel Springer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was like a tabloid yeah. Yeah. editor. I think there is a particularly German aspect to it in terms of, it's not just the press, it, 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 it's the whole police, the whole state seems to be involved, that, well, that maybe is more than here. It's yeah. massive collusion yeah. and... and I was quite surprised when they asked that question, how long do you think he would get? If this was a guy who was so um, dangerous and whatever, and yet he was only going to get eight years, what did he do? What did he done that caused such a massive they overreaction? They robbed a bank, or didn't they? They didn't actually say he killed yeah, anybody. No, he not killed anybody. No. I mean, it was a very unsubtle piece of work. I mean, the police, the pictures of the policemen were quite frankly, ludicrous. It would be quite good to see the American paranoia films of that time, again, to compare. Can you think of one? The Conversation, Parallax View, even All all the President's Men, all made at about that time about um, surveillance and paranoia in America. 
none of which I'm afraid have I seen recently. Yeah. But it would be nice to see them again, to see if they seem as heavy-handed as that did. Maybe they would. Conversation is more Conversation, fun. fantastic, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the police were very judgmental of her as a person as well. Um, because she was, we weren't sure if she was colluding or if she was just a witness. And they seemed to um, judge her for her morals. Oh, I mean, Christine Keeley, the way they judge Christine Keeley, who done absolutely nothing wrong, really. Yes, yeah. It was similar, admittedly, but a bit earlier, with with politicians, but but similar. But this is a film, and it's supposed to be a work of fiction, and it it wasn't, the brush strokes weren't... weren't very careful. It was it was sort of layered on a bit, in my opinion. She appeared... So innocent at the beginning when you saw her at that party and that scene when she was just having her breakfast and she clearly wasn't expecting anything like that to happen. You know, she was just drinking her coffee <clears> in the morning and then suddenly and, and they were brutal to her right from the start. They put her they put her in that cell with that toilet and that was a that was you know, they were really nasty from from the start. But she didn't show any sense of outrage or surprise when the kind of armed police storming into her apartment. So you would think Maybe there's something yeah. behind it. Yes, here. so there's the ambivalence. Yeah. She seemed innocent, but she yeah. wasn't so shocked that yeah. she was. She was just calm about on. it. Didn't com- didn't protest. Yeah, she yes. she maybe did have conversations with 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 Ludwig about politics as well. Yes. You know, then yeah. they got to know each other. Yeah. Well, was the director there making a comment about the comparative weakness of women in society as opposed to? present day. I so mean, they would just expect that kind of heavy-handed reaction yes. from the police. Yes. Yes. And the way that women were regarded generally in, in society, which is obviously not as well as today, I'm sure that was the point that, he, that they were trying to make. But it was so male, wasn't it? It was so male. Very all male. all yeah. the fleeting yeah. it was just yeah. absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. Is the police, you know, behave any differently with rape victims? Because they, yeah. you know, they judge the, the victim, they make Sexual reporting history. a crime. Yeah. Completely traumatic. They take. They look at their social media as if it had any relevance. So I don't think it's changed that much. No, it's very contemporary because today. I mean, I was thinking all the way through the film. Innocent before proven guilty. No, it's the opposite, and that's what we have in today's society. It's happening more and more. I think. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the Me Too outrages, you're guilty before you've got the chance to prove you're innocent, aren't you? And that's coming from the press normally or social media. So I was thinking about those sort of issues as well, yeah. when, when, as I was watching the film. The police mm. seemed, in one way, quite competent, though, because the whole film was set over five days, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Mm. Wednesday to Sunday, Wednesday to Monday. Mm. So in that time, they'd found Ludwig, yeah, yeah. which took a bit of police work. So they may have been heavy-handed, but they seemed to have been <laughs> found the guy they wanted. I thought the, um, the director was to be congratulated on the absolute total element of surprise when she shot Totches. I'm sure that made everyone in the cinema sit up. Yeah. I woke up. But if you knew nothing about the film, if you hadn't done any research beforehand, yeah, the way you know, she went to the drawer and then suddenly she was yes. finding yeah. a gun and some bullets. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a good twist. Did everybody in Germany have a gun in 1975? No. I don't know. <laughs> Very doubtful. <laughs> wasn't he, I mean, the book was, is it Heinrich Bolt? 30 Didn't years he, ago. Wasn't there some sort of bank robbery in the early 70s where instantly the press blamed Bader Meinhardt and he 
responded by saying, well, you know, you've got to look at the evidence and it's got to be due process. And he was vilified for that. Yeah, kind of sort of inspired, yeah. you know, the right. film. Mm. And you almost get the impression it was him sort of holding the gun. Mm. You know, at the end, mm. that was almost mm. the wish fulfilment of the director. Yeah. Remind me of a bit of an Oliver Stone type of film. <laughs> you know, because yeah, you put your message across, but don't do it in any subtle fashion whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, the scene when he surrounded the house where Ludwig was holed up, I mean, how many vehicles have they got there? Fifty. Yeah. Some phenomenal number. Yeah. Some kind of armored tank <laughs> as well. Absolutely, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, over the top. But, but that, that, that bit as well, when when she she's in her flat and they're all watching, and she just pulls the yeah. curtain and, he's and there's somebody. That that is very powerful. Yeah. Oh my god. That reminds me. I think of the parallax view. I think it was a scene just like that in right. that, which was like about that time. I've seen <laughs> other films by uh, Margrethe von Torte. The German sisters, and um, there was another one that I saw, and she is very political. Right. And how do you feel that one compares to her other work? Oh, this one's much harsher, much more brutal. The German sisters was was like a feminist film about two sisters, but this was a brutality of a state. And I think as well, you know, that they was hinted at when the the joke was probably coming from a radical's perspective, was saying they didn't touch me because I was an old Nazi. He could only have been a Nazi when he was a teenager, so he wouldn't have been wholeheartedly behind it. But the state at that point was, in 1975, a lot of the people in big positions were still ex-Nazis. They They were were. not denazified, which is fundamentally the roots of why Bader-Meinhof were protesting against the state, because a lot of the judges and people in high positions were ex-Nazis. So something about you know, the time epoch, we forget how close 1975 was to the war, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 A lot of people in authority back then, as you said, were ex-Nazis or had been in some position of, of authority 20 years or 30 years before that. So there's a level at which um, this collusion between the authorities and the press seeks to kind of shut down any critique of that or any debate. So, did you feel that that came? Yeah, I, I thought that came across in the in the initial, um, you know, uh, breaking down of the door uh, to the flat. I thought that was very Nazi-like. It was, uh, you know, the, the jackboots weren't there, but everything else was. It was very much. You know, if you go back thirty years, that would have been exactly what happened. But don't we do it now still? You know, you see these drug raids mm. on television. Yeah, dressed in black, yeah, absolutely. If, if she's bars of mine half, and they're going to be blowing up, yeah. I guess it's understandable. The treatment of her later. Yeah. In the and that scene in, with the toilet was absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah. The particular resonance, though, is just that this film is German, isn't yeah. it? And that's the, the it's a, there's a certain piquancy with yeah. uh, with the yeah. you know the forces of the state that's acting yeah. acting like yeah. the Casalpo. Yeah. 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 It'd, it'd be interesting to see what. A similar scenario would be, say, if you look at what was happening in Britain in '75, it would be the IRA stuff. Yeah. How would the police have dealt with someone who'd been in the IRA? Well, similarly, they still have to break him to start with, but um, I'm not not sure they sort of surround them like that. I mean, she was all on her own, you know, with all the all the men sort of over over her. It was it was it must have been, it was extremely traumatic, wasn't it? Um, yeah. 
Very brutal. If, they, if they'd been so good at their surveillance, how did Ludwig get away from yeah. that? <laughs> the architect had... The architect had showed you that. He worked out where, she, how she got it, how he got yeah. it. Through but the, she produced the, the building. building. Through, yeah. through, through the duct. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was Ludwig actually a member of Barlow Meinhof? Was he a terrorist or was he just a, a bloke who had made off with the regiment's pay? I mean, that was... Well, we, we don't know. know. We don't know, yeah. do we? Yeah. He deserved yeah. to have a fee. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I think the presumption is he had some political idea. He must have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. they, they yeah. would have known about it. Yeah. As to what extent he was demonised for something yes. that actually mm. was kind of a lowly crime. Yes. 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 Well, we never knew. But again, it's the, if they only thought he was going to get eight years, then it can't have been that. No. It can't be massive. On, a, on another tack, I, I don't think, I, I may be wrong, I don't think any of our, our filmmakers here, or maybe USA in the mid-70s, would have shot a scene with a dead person uh, ready to be laid out, mm-hmm. naked, female. Or maybe I haven't seen enough art house films, I don't know. You, you haven't been to Germany enough, John. <laughs> okay. They're very keen on naked bodies in Germany. Okay. Like, live or dead. Oh, I don't think, I don't think they're There was a, uh, an essay on the uh, Criterion uh, website about the film in 2003 and about its relevance to the post-9-11 world. And that was a debate that touches on things we've been speaking about. But I wonder now, you know, going forward about 20 years, if the power of the tabloids has slightly waned and in its place has come social media, as you say. So what's the situation now? How would you be demonised now? Because it feels very decentralised. Maybe not so much in this country, but I mean, you've got Fox News, haven't you, in the US? Um, I don't know. I mean... They're, they're obviously trying with this new Piers Morgan, isn't it? The G- G- is it GB News. But I don't know if there's. I think I think you're right. But maybe not. Maybe in America it's slightly different. I mean, there's been a, quite a few films about Fox News and Ailes and what what they used to do. There was a lot of power there, wasn't there? Well, there's a documentary called Outfoxed, which is interesting to watch. Yeah. But that's from from a good. There was a whole series about Roger Ailes, Russell Crowe played him, which um, I can't remember what it was called. It was absolutely brilliant, and he was he was a shocker, you know, what he only got up to. But uh, I mean, you had the news of the world, didn't you? The phone tapping scandal. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's quite a long time ago. Long time ago. This kind of that was the start of the decline of the tabloids, really. The news of the world shut down. They were shut down, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And now it'd be interesting to see in its place how that kind of scenario would play out with social media um, yeah. but there's something very frivolous about social media that really? feels like yeah. the films are aimed at a younger audience so yeah. no one's really explored what the no. power of demonization via social media except in documentaries of course yeah yeah, it's it. I, yeah that's important isn't it because although you say you know certain social media is there is a frivolous element to, to it but it seems to be you know one of the reasons why say the US may be here we're so divided, we're incredibly divided, whether it's about vaccines or about, you know, just the, you know, the last USA elections. The huge, significant percentage of the population still don't believe that Biden won legitimately. But has that, Sarinda, has that division been stoked by social media? Because divisions were always there in society Absolutely. about subjects. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I, this is not a new phenomenon, but, yes, it has been stoked <coughs> and just made worse. I suppose it made the, worse the QAnon conspiracy theories, I suppose it's, it sort of ferments it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 People media. don't believe anything now. They People just, don't know. You know, if they're being asked questions That's about... Right. 
um, the midterms at the moment. Uh, I think the BBC yeah. were asking some questions last night. To, it was a candidate in, I think, Pennsylvania who yes, was anti-abortion, yes. but yeah, has absolutely. been accused of paying for two abortions. And most of yeah. the Republican supporters are saying, well, we don't believe it. It's made yeah. up. You know, prove yeah. it to well, me. What's so, that saying? There's an, there's yeah. an alternative mm. truth. The alternative yeah. truth. Alternative yeah. facts. Alternative <laughs> facts. <laughs> yeah. How can you have alternative facts? It's either a fact or it isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, for, for me, as... as Maybe I took more than other people of the film about the state yeah. and the police scrutinising an individual's life than I did the press. I saw the press thing and that journalist of all going on as well. But for me, more I took away, this is what the state can do when it's really, really paranoid and how it can completely character assassinate someone. I agree. I felt like the paper was a tool of the state really. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. so much its responsibility, yeah. <clears throat> it was rather that it was a way for the state <clears throat> to, to do this. <clears throat> um, but then you could argue that it's also an attack on the fact that the press should stand up to the state. Um, and and, they, and they, they weren't told, well, you know, they were completely <clears throat> colluding with the police because that <clears throat> journalist at the beginning was just always with the police. At, at first I didn't realise he was a journalist until it came. There is that fantastic scene, isn't there, where the policeman gives the uh, newspaper man something and in return he gets some inf- he gets some information yeah. they're in the they're in the lock yeah. uh, it's the, a sort of reciprocal relationship which is exactly what happened though. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine it was I mean the interrogation yeah. was in an yeah. open plan office I mean, I yes. very much doubt mm-hmm. yeah. Germany's really like that even yeah. in 75 mm-hmm. but yeah I agree with Ian about the state and, you know once the paranoia mm-hmm. sets yeah. in and, and there was there was pressure to get results, yeah. you know, there, there was, the police. There was a film a few years later that Fassbinder did. I think I don't know if it was his last film, no, it kind of. But he was called Deutschland in Herbst, Germany in Autumn, and it was about the paranoia of Germany at the time and how hard it was to live in that state. That sounds interesting. Well, yeah. and then years later we had the lives of others. If any. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. That was what a wonderful film. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. On a lighter note, we did discuss in the bar that Todgers needed to be shot because of his awful cardigan and his terrible pepper ties. The fashions were awful on everybody. But his particularly bad. The most offensive thing about the film. Yeah. <laughs> this was the Garden Cinema Film Talk. You can find out more about the cinema screenings and seasons on our website, thegardencinema.co.uk and follow us, send us comments and feedback on our social media at The Garden Cinema.